Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. What's up, everyone? You've downloaded today's podcast and what a treat you are in for. Mm, it was an amazing race, yes. Today we reveal the results of Maddie's 100-metre sprint mm-hmm. and I don't think you'll be disappointed. I love what you guys said and it's something I'm going to take to my grave and mm. that is you weren't an embarrassment. Yes, so, we thought you would be. Yeah, mm. yeah. To Where not to not be an embarrassment is is a real win. It's a positive, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So, but of course, as always, Stav and Abby were shocked by something that happened. Yes, mm. something mm. major occurred. Yes, yes. I'm okay with it. Stav's probably still not. It's still freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 So he's like a different person. Were you I'm overcoming? Him. And I still don't like him. <laughs> you have to check out our Instagram yes. um, account as well. But here is the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Time to have a little meeting, though, right here on the air. Do you find him attractive? Is that why you can't make eye contact with him, or what is it? I always found him attractive, but oh, right. uh, okay. Maddie did One something yesterday in preparation for the uh, race against the 12-year-olds to reclaim his uh, former glory. I never, ever, ever thought you would do it. We've made jokes about it. We've begged you to on occasions. Stav has had a serious conversation with you, but you are so attached to it. It is your favourite part of yourself. I, I think most men would be in my situation no, would say like that's you. their favourite. Your obsession is like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. Get your hand off it. Yeah. So yesterday, <laughs> I and I do rub you it a lot. Do, that's I what give I it need. a good rub, don't yes, I? Yes, and I never, I don't like it. And you know what else I realise? Mm, I yeah. lick it. So when I'm thinking, and because I, I lick it. Well, it's just it's just there near my mouth. So I kind of. I scoop it with you my. You do l- something creepy, and I'm glad I can talk to you about it now. What where is it? You like part it with your hands, and it makes me uncomfortable. It uh, is we. It's gross, isn't it? Okay, so <laughs> for anyone just tuning in, oh, they know uh, what it is. You shaved your entire from the neck up. Yeah, you your shaved beard? your head, the beard. You you shaved, and you loved your beard, but you used to creepily stroke it. I did, yes. So I wanted to be as aerodynamic as I possibly could yesterday when I took on the twelve-year-olds, mm. and Esther showed me a photo of myself at twelve. Yes, mm. and she's like, I said to her, I should just shave down like that. She goes, Do it. You were cute. So yesterday I snuck off after the show. Uh, and you guys didn't see me between about quarter past nine and 11.30 or quarter to 12 when I turned up to the racetrack. So this is you seeing me for the first time, shaven head, shaven beard, shaven head. And you've got to remember, we were so annoyed because you were late. So we were just paying you out nonstop. And then you brought in like this. Have a listen. I'm ready to race, baby. <laughs> wow. I thought you would never, ever, ever do that. I am ready to race. Oh, my God. Touch oh, that's impressive, man. The eyebrows are still going to slow Good you down. Good job. I love how you couldn't do it for charity, but you can do it to win a race, and that's why I love about you. Cool. Oh, man, you've already won. That's you awesome. Yeah, you have won. I don't like it. It's scary. You me. look really young. It's freaking right? you out. It's fair. Have you, have you asked Esther? Esther was the one who's like, I dare you to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We talked about it last night. I was like, do it. You actually look like my brother like that. That's a bit yeah, weird. Do I? Yeah. yeah. You know my brother who's a bit like, kill it any time. <laughs> Come, come scare the children. Come scare the kids. When he shaved my head, <laughs> I still it? had the beard on. I was like, I look like a Bucky murderer. Yeah. Like, that yeah. could be my look. Yeah. And then he took the beard off and I was like, hey, mum, <laughs> what's for dinner? <laughs> Where'd you go? Tony's Chop Shop. Hey! <laughs> Matty Anton, everyone. Yeah. It's good. I like it. I, I, 
Mm. I've never liked the beer. I, that surprises Didn't me. Didn't you? Mm. I thought I told you that once. You said you like it. I said oh, I'm fine now. Why don't what don't why don't you like the beard? Oh, I don't think when I'm... we kiss it's uncomfortable. It's a bit scratchy. We can stab. No, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have let you know. <laughs> I'm not a beard person. Uh huh. Oh, are you? Yeah. Mm. My dad had one for years, and I used to always find it scratchy. You know, when you like to cuddle up to your dad, yeah. and he always had a scratchy beard, and then I don't know. But the big thing is that um, Eden, your daughter, has never seen you sans beard. No. Like that's a because you had it for. A, I think when we met, you didn't have it, no. and then you grew it. Yeah. And I've even become accustomed. Like it's just you. You look. You're you're a bearded man, but she. Yeah. So yesterday, um, I took Esther to to kindy pick up because I said to her she, she won't might not she even. won't recognise yeah. me. She'll freak out. So yeah. Esther went in and got her, and when she came out, I was standing in the walkway. She walked straight past me, uh-huh. looked at me like I was a stranger, and kept on walking. Then looked back, then kept on walking, and then she went, "Who's that?" Aww. And I was like, "Hey, baby, it's Daddy." And then she freaked out and hid behind her mother. Aww. And then would not look at me. Covered her entire face. Wouldn't let me go near her. What do you think? <laughs> Edie, do you like Daddy's haircut? <laughs> you don't want to look at him? No. Why? I don't want him to look at me. Ugly. You don't, you don't call people ugly, <laughs> darling. Ugly, go away. Go away. She's just saying what we're all thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It took her about three hours, and then she came up to me at home, gave me a cuddle and a little kiss, and I was like, okay, she's she's accepting it. Does Esther like it? Um, She's pretending at the moment, I think. Oh, my God. You do look 12. Do (laughs) you? Holy (laughs) s***. My God. (laughs) You look exactly like that picture of you when you were 12. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you hate it, don't you? No, I don't yeah, hate you it. Do, you hate I don't. It. I miss your beard. <laughs> you know that she's gonna not lie. Mm. It just—you look so young. It puts a bit of pressure on her, like you know, in a partner. Mm. That's exactly does, what she like, said. Yeah, it's this little like. Uh, she, I about, mean, I can imagine how Stab feels now as well. <laughs> uh, Happy should, birthday! Thank you. You should go out with um, Ethan because you guys. Look... So I said Ethan's gonna have to buy his alcohol now. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, gonna need ID. Esther said to me last night. She goes, you're such an asshole. I spend all this money on serums, get facials, you that, shave you your beard, it, yeah. and you look 10 years younger. Yeah. Tell her so. to shave her. Have to shave her. You're a roll today, aren't you? <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. Public opinion mm. is never wrong. So send an email, uh, dear Abby, A to B Y, at b105.com today, you, if you want to share a problem with the group and get their opinion on it. And this one, I think everyone's been in this situation Mm. before. Dear Abby, the resentment is growing and I feel like I've been in this situation many times before. Ah! That's what she's written. My flatmate's boyfriend is at our place all the time. I do like him, but it's getting ridiculous with sharing bills. If anyone stays over more than three times a week, I think it's fair for them to put in for bills. At least this was the agreement when we first moved in, kind of. Like, we spoke about it, we all sort of agreed. But now it's like, oh, but he's cooked dinner for us, or he's bought groceries, and that is supposed to pay off. But when I get home from work and he is on the couch watching TV and his girlfriend has left for work, she works as a a nurse and sometimes does night shift, it drives me insane. 
If he was putting in for money, I honestly would not care whatsoever. I mentioned it to her, but then she kind of sneaks him in and out. I can hear them on a Saturday night, but then he's gone by Sunday morning. I asked what happened last night, and she goes, oh, I didn't do anything. So it's obviously trying to just stick to the under three nights. So what are the rules? Can anyone help us out? When do you start contributing for bills? Hmm. 13, 10, 60. Share houses, it's always a bone of contention, oh. isn't it? Always. At least there's, there's, it seems like there's only two flatmates, which I think makes it easier because yeah. then it's like, well, they brought their boyfriend, they yep. brought theirs. Yep. You've got to understand, electricity goes up. The water bill does go up. Well, you're right. I, I, I know more for you because you've got your solar panels now and you're monitoring it. But yes, you're right. I don't like paying for bills. It's so expensive. Well, oh, no, and if I you're paying it. for something, and like we had a flatmate who he used to say, I'm not paying for toilet paper. Mm. And we used to say, why? And he goes, because I do number twos at work. And no, we're like, you can't so do that. Then you're bringing girls over. Yeah, and I'm sure they're doing their number twos there. 131060, what are the rules with flatmates? Or maybe you want to vent and say, this is happening to me mm. as well. I had a, I lived in a two bedroom apartment on the Gold Coast. So it was only small, you know, it was one of the high rise ones. And a guy, the guy I was living with, had a, his girlfriend come over because she was, her lease had ran out. She was there for six weeks. And it got to the point where I'd say, mate, it's a small apartment. Mm. He worked mornings, I worked late at night, and it was perfect. So we would have the house to ourselves when yep. we wanted. But every day she would be there. And I, he's like, I'll get her to pay. I said, no, I want her to move out. Right. So what ended up happening was when I was home, she would hide in his bedroom <laughs> and not come out. But I could hear her in there watching TV, mm. and I would knock on the door, and she would refuse to answer it. Oh. Refuse. And I rang him one day, and I said, I know she's hiding in your bedroom. Get her out. <laughs> You know what he said to me? He goes, well, you're the one with the problem, so you're going to have to deal with it. Oh. He was scared of her or they'd broken up? No, they, they got married and had still kids there. now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you can't just hide in the bedroom. No. I no. know you're in there. Well, that's what she must be annoyed, sneaking out in the morning. Like, no, oh. still only did three nights. But I don't know. Maybe you've had to move out of flatmates because they've done this. We'd love to know how you sorted it out. And you can remain anonymous as well if you're currently in the situation. Oh, yes, because that is going to cause trouble, isn't Mm. it? But you'll be fine. We've all done it, though, haven't we? You've all been in that situation where you're living in a share house and your girlfriend or partner is coming over and you're like, well, is it? when is it now? See, not me, because I only ever lived with guys, so I always went to where Esther was Uh, because it smelt nicer and she was more comfortable. (laughs) And there was a a frame on the bed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't like sleeping. And they the didn't floor. collect their empty toilet rolls and just put it in a basket. What are with guys doing that in a shared house? But look, babe, it turns into a couch as well. Thirteen ten cool. sixty. Let's let's help this person. All right, Nick and Marsden, what do you think? Uh yeah, we, we adopted the three night rule because uh, we had a housemate there who was pretty slack with bills and he used to have people stay over all the time. So it would just cost me and the other housemate way too much money just to keep them there. They'd have the TV, PlayStation, everything mm. going all day and eat all of our food out the cupboard and we'd come home to nothing. So yeah. That's annoying. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people have this three-day rule. So if they did, what did you ask them to do? Put in for money? Yeah, like bring your own food, shopping, <laughs> um, just pitch in, say, you know, $20 for electricity if yeah. you're going to stay there for the week or... Just something to help out, really. Just don't use other people's food and stuff. Yeah, yeah. especially when you have your shelf on the fridge. Yeah, you have a shelf on the fridge and someone's had it. You're like that. That orange juice was on my shelf. <laughs> and you want to be cool with it 
as a human. Like, mm-hmm. you want to be like, oh, you're having a drink of juice. I don't care. Yeah, but as fine. they, every sip they take, you just seethe more and more on the inside. Mm. <laughs> but you can't. And then you pop. Yeah. <laughs> but to say it, you're like, I'm being ridiculous. Mm. But it adds you do. up. Well, you, yeah. know, but you know that you're getting it when you just walk straight in, you go to your room and you don't go out. Yeah. And you just yeah. go out to get your delivery of your food and then go back in. <laughs> Mitch, in Park Ridge, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, it's a bit dog. We had a housemate who used to have his brother come and visit and stay the night quite often. Um, and it got to the point where I had to say, hey, look, we don't actually buy the food in the house for him to eat because, you know, we're all on a budget. Mm. Um, so their response to that was every time he was over, they'd just get Uber Eats. Ah. Uh, okay. But then that doesn't help with power and stuff, does it? Uh, look, the power and stuff we weren't too concerned about because they were just in his room, not doing much apart from watching Netflix. Okay, yeah. So it's very close. It wasn't with his a brother. big deal. Yeah, did they? Yeah, share he a, was. <laughs> they share a bed. Uh, no, I think the brother slept on the floor, but you know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, there you go, Corinne. It sounds it sounds like it's a big issue with guys, but well, it go. sounds like guys have got a big issues with the food. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can do what you want, just don't eat my yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah, no bills. That's yeah. fine. But what's with the food, <laughs> Corinne? Sorry, in Redland Bay. What's uh, your? Well, my yeah. son ha- is living in a share house with five other blokes, mm-hmm. and the rule straight off the bat was: this is how much it is per room. If you want anybody in, doesn't matter for how you know how long. Mm. Per night, it's five dollars for water, five dollars electricity, and that actually puts all the men off, all the boys off. They don't want to pay all extra because it's their responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And as far as food goes, there's so much of a diversity in these gentlemen that none of them want to eat each other's food. They look. Oh. My, my son's a health food, into health food, and, and a chef, so. He, he's into eating probiotics and fermented oh, food. No one wants that. No, <laughs> you can have that. <laughs> Screw the vegan. He can have his shell. In the fridge, so none, none of the blokes touch his food, so he's fine. I love that they're looking at a potential girl and going, "She's not worth five dollars." I'm saving up for it because his girlfriend got caught. Saving in America. up to bring a girl over. <laughs> well, no, his girlfriend got caught in America from the pandemic, uh. so he's saving up. So all the all the men know that she's going to come, but he he will be paying for her. He's quite happy, but but they know that yeah. going into the house. Right. Oh, I great. like that rule. I think that can work. Five dollars a night. Oh, it's like it's kind of like you know when someone gets the ensuite, so they pay an extra five yeah. or ten bucks a week because they get the ensuite. That, imagine though, if you're picking up the lady, the, the girl, and you're like, "Look, I'm sorry, but I'm just not sure if you're worth the five dollars." <laughs> or you like, just what? you stop at a survey. Do you just mean if I get just five dollars out? Is that right? <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. Rock your body. I was reading a story and I, I, I got teary reading it because it was just so beautiful, something dear to me, and talking about, um, I guess, your body issues. And Lindy was talking about how her partner helped her. doesn't mean you need a partner to be able to help you, but... <laughs> you <laughs> got one, you should help. Yeah, you yeah. can check her out. She's a dietitian, Back to Basics app and Keep It Real app. It's an online program to end binge and emotional eating. They join us. Morning. Thanks for having us. Hey, guys. Lindy, tell us uh, what you were saying about, I guess, when you first met Les and, in your words, you would have been obese? Yeah, you know, I met my husband, my now husband, about 10 years ago, and I grew up hating my body. I was always dieting, always thought there was something wrong with how I looked. 
you know, I think as women, we are particularly self-conscious about how we look. And I was always starting a new diet every Monday and then falling off the bandwagon. And the more I tried to be good, it felt like the more I lost control around food. So I kept gaining weight and gaining weight when all I wanted to do was lose weight. And Les was the first guy who I met who... Who thought? Who told me your your body is great the way it is, and I'll love you regardless. And I think that was just this really huge thing for me to hear from someone that you know they were going to love me even if I gained a bit of weight or even if I didn't lose weight. And that was just so refreshing and amazing. And the one thing I loved about it though is. When, I guess we say we hate our bodies or whatever, a partner might tell us we're beautiful once or twice and then they get fed up with it and go, oh, God, I can't really tell you. You're not listening to me. So, Les, how was that hearing, I guess, Lindy talk bad about her body? Look, I think, um, you know, sometimes she just needed a gentle reminder that, you know, it wasn't her life's purpose to look perfect from every angle all the time. You know, some days you're going to love what you look like in the mirror and other days you might not, and that's just perfectly healthy. You know, even even when she was pregnant, she'd have, and this was recently, you know, she'd have down days and simply just to remind her, saying, you know, you look exactly like how someone who's 32 weeks pregnant should look like. You know, you're growing a human being inside. So sometimes it's just those gentle reminders. I feel, you know, she knew it all, but just having to hear it a few extra times, I think was helpful. Um, but did you find, Les, it's hard if you say that and then did you ever get from Lindy that, well, you have to say that otherwise, you know, because I'm yeah. your girlfriend or, or I'm... Because you. know, my wife says yeah, that too many times. I say to her, I, I don't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely heard that a few times. But but ultimately, you know, it was coming from the heart and I think she knew that. And, you know, um, you don't have to necessarily believe it every second of the day but I think she knew that I really really meant it and that ultimately you know it was the truth and I think just adjusting her mindset from some of that warped um, dieting behavior and things like that you know that takes time but you know it was a journey worth going on. It is an interesting aspect of it to the the male perspective Les because I think Maddie and I have talked about this before when your partners continually say negative things about their body you, you eventually you go like well what, what does that say about my choices? I chose you because I find you beautiful, you know, and you're like, you, why can't you see that? And, and, and sometimes they don't believe you when you say it as well. It can be tough. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough when you sort of, you know, you hear it day in and day out. And I can imagine a lot of people out there, especially whose partners are always trying to start a new diet or always trying to get healthy. And then, you know, after the new quick fix, the, the wheels come off and they fall off the bandwagon and it's sort of back to square one. So I totally can empathize with, a lot of people out there who go through this day in and day out. <laughs> but I think, Les, what you did amazingly is you didn't try and fix me. Like, you weren't trying to say, all right, well, why don't you lose weight? You said to me, like, all right, let's focus on being healthy and wherever your body, whatever weight your body naturally comes to, that's the weight you're meant to be at. And I think that was the key difference. It wasn't like you you saw my body as the problem, which is what I did. And I think you constantly reminding me as many times as I needed reminding. And to be honest, I needed a lot of reminding because <laughs> when we live in this world that's constantly telling us women that we're, you know, we're never thin enough, we're never pretty enough, our stomachs are never flat enough, it was just exactly what I needed to hear. Also, um, let's remember, guys usually, and not saying you, Les, because you sound like you've nailed this, guys are idiots, uh, and if we're not saying the wrong thing, we're freaking out, and so we're, we avoid, you know, like rather than say stuff like that about let's just be healthy together, we'd be like, oh, the words, and run. Because <laughs> we, we don't want to say the wrong thing, but by saying nothing, we've said too much. Mm. 
Yeah. 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 So the, I definitely didn't get it right every time. In fact, I'm sure I put my foot in it many times. Indeed. Do you think that my friends and I were talking about when we secret eat? Because a lot of women might mm. do, and we have this like full on guilt. And my husband has this full on awesomeness <laughs> when he secretly eats. <laughs> like he managed to get a burger on the way home without me knowing and then put it in. He's like, it was awesome. But for me, I was like, oh no, I've ruined everything. Mm. You know, is yeah, that different? Exactly. Oh, I think I think many people do this where we, we try to be good when we're in public and as soon as no one's looking, that's when we feel like, all right, I'm quickly going to eat as much food as I can because it's kind of like it's off limits or it doesn't count or mm. something like that. And then we beat ourselves up about it. We try and be extra good to compensate for what we've just eaten. And then we're just setting ourselves up for failure again because next time we're in private, we're going to do the same thing. I do think men and women have completely different relationships with food. Uh, I think men can often, you know, they eat something and instead of seeing it as, oh, I ruined it, I've messed up, I'm going to start again. They just know, all right, well, I'm allowed to eat a burger, I'm allowed to have some chips, I can, this can all fit within a healthy diet. And I think typically us women, we're like, all right, well, one burger, that's, we're done. Mm. So we have to start from scratch. That's when we, we yo-yo, we compensate, and we, we just set ourselves up for failure with all this all or nothing thinking. And, and honestly, it's the guilt. We just got to let go of the guilt. Mm. It has no room in a healthy diet. I'm not going to feel guilty about anything ever again after no, that little you, talk. No, no, you talk about it all the time. He like he goes, oh, I ate too much. Words uh, of wisdom. Check yeah. it out. Um, uh, right now you can see it. Um, it is back to basics and keep it real. It's an online program, guys. It's um, this is something in every relationship I think that happens between um partners. So uh, it's great to cover it off this morning, Lindy and Les. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Very rarely happens. In fact, I don't know if it happens at all, but it happened to me last night where I became a meme. Or at least I acted out a meme. And I didn't realise it was happening at the time. And then when I look back, geez, it was funny. And it was to do with you, Maddie Acton. Oh. Mm. Now, your son has got a new job, right? Yes. Mm. Yes, correct. He's just got a job as a water meter reader. So he goes around, flips a little lid, checks the number. And I did say to him, is there a chance that if you ever get our street, you can just you know, drop a few numbers? Conflict of interest, he might have to disclose that. So yeah, he would have to. Um, Do you know people that live in this area? Yeah, no. Mm. Uh, does he have to take photos? That is the thing. Uh. What happens is in the computer system, so if he types a number in mm. and it doesn't come up to what they were expecting it to be, you have to take a photo. Now, that was a joke. I would never tell him actually to do it because I don't want him to get fired. And I've been trying to get him to get some good... Good that is exciting. That's a good job. Yeah, it's, it's a great job. Yeah, yeah. You could do sun. it in your spare time. Yeah, well, all the spare time I have. But where is he doing it today? Well, funnily enough, he's in Badon. He's in Baden. <laughs> oh, he's got to travel all the side of the river and go to the rich place. <laughs> yeah. See how the other half live. Yeah. Wow. As I said to him, they don't... wouldn't even care what their water bill is, would they? Uh, if he uh, <laughs> if he stops by, I'll give him some uh, grey poupon and some. Um, <laughs> Pheasant. Uh, but you. <laughs> I don't know. What's grape of all? What is it? It's a type of mustard. Uh, but oh, you... it sounded like a juice. <laughs> Rich paper. <laughs> I don't know if you realise this happened, but you texted me last night 
and said, um, Ethan's going to be reading metres in Barden. And then what did you ask me? I asked him what his street was, because e- Ethan gets a big list of the streets. I said, and I never, I, you know, I text Remember, you. Remember, it's no, a street, it's a terrace, yeah, he's not joking. But no, no, he didn't. He asked me, <laughs> you asked me, and this was the first time, because I didn't know that um, Ethan was doing this. And you sent me a text. All the text said was, what's your street name? Yes, yeah, that was at 7.44. And I took a long time to respond because I went through my options um, because I took it completely the wrong way. And I came up with, what did I send you back? He wrote back Grandmaster Drive. Oh. <laughs> Grandmaster D. And, and, uh, yeah, so Grandmaster are you coming D. up with what's your, uh, your, what's your, your street name? name? <laughs> oh! I said to him, what's your street name? He wrote back, Grandmaster D. I went, so he's thinking, like, what's his cool name? Yeah. And, and that was after five or six, like, oh, nah, not that one. Nah, not that one. And no did one. you not realise? Grandmaster or? D. When he wrote Grandmaster D, I assumed Grandmaster Drive, and I wrote back, cool, Ethan's reading metres in bar. And bar then what did you write back? Then I wrote, he wrote, oh, actual street name, Morgan Terrace. The crying, laughy face that only boomers use. And now everyone knows where I live, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Oh! Sorry. That's all right. Grandmaster D. You didn't say the number. I can say that if you want. Um, But, no, see, to me, I thought that was just a joke. He was like, Grandmaster Drive, like that was a joke. (laughs) But you thought I was asking if we were were going to roll in a pack together, what would you want to be known as? And it is a meme. There's a a guy, there's a meme that goes around with a dude's like, dude, what's your street name? And he says, like, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And he goes, no, your actual ad. Address you idiot! I'm coming to pick you up. <laughs> and then it unfolded like that. Like I literally was like, "Oh, is that cool enough? Nah, that's not cool enough. Is that cool enough? How'd nah. you come up with that? I don't know. In the end, I just went, "Just send something." He needs to know my street name. It's very important to him. I'll just go with Grandmaster D. So from now on, if you want me. Grandmaster Grandmaster D. D. Grandmaster D. D for Davidson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Imagine you didn't you didn't know any of that happened. Imagine poor Ethan going, I just can't find Grandmaster D in <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, the thing is, when I, when you said that back, because he gets like it's almost like an iPhone with all the houses he's got. So him and I were sitting at the kitchen table looking flicking for... through looking for Grandmaster oh. Drive. I'm like, nah, you're not going to Stab's house. Maybe the day after. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, uh, word to your mother, everybody. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, let's do Alpha Bucks, guys. For ten thousand dollars. We do it tomorrow live on the air at eight AM. Here's two of your answers. Bun. And bongos, because I'm ready to give this money away. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's a hairstyle, bun. What can you buy from a bakery, bun? What can you bring back illegally in your suitcase from Thailand? Bongos. Marijuana. Oh. No, same with a B. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Unless you said bong. Oh, so is he said letters B, is it? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. That was a big day yesterday. Big day. And I encourage you to go to our Facebook page or the Instagram because you, you want to be able to see what we're talking about mm. right here because Matty Acton was going to reclaim, reclaim his glory. Yes. Just try and beat his record that he did when he was under under 12. 100 metre sprint. He did it in 13.8 seconds. We said you're a winner, sir. Yeah. If you win. Or beat that record. If you haven't followed the amazing journey we've gone through so far to get to what was one of Brisbane's biggest sporting events yesterday, here's a chance to relive that. For years, we've heard all the stories of Maddie's past sporting glory. When I was playing rugby league, oh, yeah. the legend that is Maddie Hacks. It could have been me if it I hadn't stuck with everybody it. Everybody says that. 
after a trip down memory lane with Miss Amanda, his primary school teacher, we discovered an ounce of truth behind these stories. He was amazing at sports. They ran trials for the 100 metre sprint and Maddie was convinced she was going to beat the 100 metre record because he was really fast. He, he was, must have been away on the day that did the trial, so he didn't get into Div 1. And to beat the record, you have to be in Div 1. Right. He had to do a runoff with the kids that were in Div 1 to prove he was good enough to be in there. How did he go? And he did awesome. He got into Div 1. Hey. And on, on sports day, he was so determined to win. And he won the race and he got the record. I broke the record. We weren't going to take her word for it. We needed actual proof. To confirm it now, we thought that we would cross over to Kincora State School at Gladstone to talk to the PE teacher. Mr Peters, does he still have that record? Unfortunately, he doesn't hold the record anymore. Can I can, can you... confirm. Yeah. Uh, record books in front of me, 1999. Uh-huh. He under a 1,200 metre record, Matt Acton. What was the time again? Uh, 13.8 seconds, mate. Oh, 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 oh. eight seconds. telling everyone it was 13 oh. seconds flat. Oh. <laughs> I remember it as 13 <laughs> seconds flat, Mr. Peters. Yes. And he goes on and on about how... <laughs> Are you 30 no. seconds There's a mistake nah. on the record nah. there. Nah. No, mate. It wasn't just you that broke it that year. It was actually a tie dress as well. Oh, oh no, this is, oh. this is not... Me. With who? There was two names written down there. Yes, two names indeed. Matthew Acton and Josh Brown. And if Josh is anything like Maddie, he's been retelling this story for years, how he broke the 100-metre record. It was time for a rematch. Josh, do you go and tell people about this? Is this a highlight of your life as well? Oh, completely honest, I don't even remember the race. See, because it's not true. It's all me! I won it! <laughs> it's not that important to you. That's fantastic. I'm going to um, ask if, because it's written in pencil on the page, I'll just ring them and get them to rub your name out, if that's okay. Mate, sounds good, eh? To regain his past glory, the challenge was set. If so. you're that good, you'd still be able to do it, because once a runner, always a runner, oh, really. So what about you race 12-year-olds now and see if you can still beat them? You line them up, I'll race them. I am going to smoke as many 12-year-olds in Brisbane as I can and bring it losers but before we could do that we needed to check if maddie's health was up to scratch we look at your fat percentage and how much muscle you've got and one of the interesting things that comes out at the end of that is um this number of biological age so, so 33 is my actual, actual age. age and what yes. is that and your biological age is 23 oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's, that's disappointing that's really disappointing so you're a real doctor, though, right? Yeah. He's your doctor. I know he is. I mean, he prescribes things. I thought he was fine. But now when he's giving Maddie good news, it really annoys me. 23. Congratulations. This is going to go to his head. Are you joking? No, mate, this is yours. How do you think he's going to go running this race? I reckon you're going to get done. <laughs> Matty wasn't taking his training seriously, so we gave him motivation. Whoever gets over the finish line first gets a year's supply of KFC. I kidding me. No, no. we're KFCing not. But a year's supply. Now it's serious. Okay. Now you. we're racing we for reals. We did well, we uh, did yes, well. Yes, we knew what his motivator was. So yeah. the, the one who crosses the, the line, line first gets the bucket. Gets the KFC. And if it's drawn, then I guess you just go there and you, you have to half it and just order less. Oh, I would be devastated if there's another Josh Brown out there and we tie for this. So you have to start training. There'll even be a bucket waiting at the end just to get it, the ball rolling. In fact, we're going to start training with some drumsticks. Stab and I will be at the end and yeah. we'll be like, smell yeah. this, Bruce. <laughs> Motivation, tick. Now all he needed was a coach. One of Australia's greatest Olympians, Sally Pearson. Oh, my God. 
You have said that you're willing to lower yourself and be Maddie's trainer. Oh, excuse me. I would never lower myself because they have to come up to my standards. So. Yeah. I have a bulge disc and I've got lower back issues. Yeah, so do I, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you really want to achieve this, we've got to get working no matter what. <laughs> Sally Pearson, thank you so much for coming on board the campaign. It's a campaign now, is it? I, I don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's time for a training montage. You're quick. I am Olympic champion. Start mm. is the most important part. So we thought, why don't we practice? And we've got the air horn. No! Oh, you're supposed to run. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, it just, just went off. Sorry, my hand just... We've done everything we can. He was prepped, he was trained, he was ready to go. All he needed was some spikes on his shoes and some competition. 12-year-old Jonas is on the air with us. Hi, you definitely need spikes to run faster, so I'll lend you some. You are 12 years of age. Are you going to run against Maddie? Yes. Oh, yeah, you are. How fast do you do it, Jonas? The 100 metres? Uh, I did it in 12 seconds and 24 milliseconds. <laughs> ah, hey, hey, well done, Jonas. But Jonas wow. won't have his spikes because I'll have them on and he doesn't have Sally Pearson. <laughs> or are they your spare spikes, Jonas? I am a spare spike. Yeah. <laughs> so how did Maddie go? You guys were shocked. And what exactly shocked you? <laughs> Two things, actually. Yeah. Two things. Mm. Double shock. Double shocker. What was the double shock? Find out. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Under 1200 metre record, Matt Acton. He was really fast. 13.8 seconds. I remember it as 13 seconds flat. It was actually a tie brace. With who? Josh Brown. If you're 12 years old and you want to take on Maddie, and bring it, losers. Yeah, Maddie was born to run. Yeah, Maddie's always told us that story that he did have the record and it, it was kind of. Well, it was false. So we thought, why don't we get you to do it and see if you could do it again now? It rocked my world because in my mind, I, I completely changed the story and <laughs> truly believed it. Mm. Were you a good runner? Well, yesterday we uh, we found out if you were or not because we went to QSAC. Yes. Thank you for having us down there. Lovely. You were late. Stav and I were waiting with all the kids. They'd been in the sun. I was very concerned about it because they were on time. Yeah. I would love so, to. I've got no, to I want to get no. my hands no, on, the, on the audio oh, recording of the waiting. Why don't you want to say He's always late. He's what always a jerk. late. I said, if he wants to make it all about him, he's really going the wrong way about it, coming in late. No, I'll tell He'll you. He'll be in a drive-thru waiting for his cheeseburger. Yeah, we said all of that. It was all funny games. Um, but then you rocked up and you were wearing your onesie, your KFC onesie, and you shocked us with what you did. I'm ready to race, baby. <laughs> wow. I thought you would never, ever, ever do that. I am ready to race. Oh, my God. Touch oh, that's impressive, man. The eyebrows are still going to slow Good you down. Good job. I love how you couldn't do it for charity, but you can do it to win a race, and that's what I love about you. You actually look like my brother like that. That's a bit yeah. weird. Do I? Yeah. yeah. You know my brother who's a bit like, kill it any time. <laughs> come, come scare the children. Come scare the kids. <laughs> when he shaved my head, was I still it? had the beard on. I was like, I look like a Bucky murderer. Yeah. And then he took the beard off, and I was like, hey, Mum, <laughs> what's for dinner? <laughs> Where'd you go? Tony's Chop Shop. Hey! <laughs> Maddie Acton, everyone! I shaved from the neck up and I am bald as a badger right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
looks good. I like it. Nice plug. It looks good. Yeah. I considered taking off the eyebrows as well. Yeah. We were talking about it when we were filming it, and then I was like, nah, it's just probably just a step too, too far. Mm. Your coach rocked up. The the great Sally Pearson. Even she didn't recognise you. Hi, coach. Hi. What have you done? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't recognise you. You look like a real sprinter now. See? See? You did a great job of training, okay. but I really let the team down, so I thought it was time for me to do something and I thought aerodynamics would help. Looking the part is really important as well. Yeah. So yeah, and aerodynamics I suppose as well. Just looking the part was well up there. <laughs> and then yeah, and aerodynamics yeah, looking, kind looking, of looking the part is super important. But yeah, aerodynamics, whatever can help you. What happened when you used to rock up at the track? Did you ever psych each other out or you just, just ignore other other people around you? Just try and like put your shoulders back. Shoulders back. Tall. And act like you own the place. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you doing on my track? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's that. Like, how are you coming to work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. You get what are you doing at my work? <laughs> it's my house, baby. Do the kids look intimidated? The kids yeah. do not give a crap. Are you scared? <laughs> you scared, kids? They just want to run. Pitter patter. Let's get out of it. Yeah, let's run. I felt like I was intimidating to them. Was I intimidating? Uh, they didn't know who you were. <laughs> yeah. Right. Some of them. But maybe they were just doing that. Maybe they're just trying to throw no, you off their game. Trying to intimidate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's your ultimate. If people didn't recognise you, that would make you upset. So of maybe course. they were just trying to do it. You had a chat to them. Yeah. They were beautiful kids, they all were of all them. Lovely. Thanks to the parents, bring mm. them out. They were all lovely. So you guys were at the finishing line of the 100 metre mm-hmm. um, track. Mm-hmm. And we were down the other end, obviously, where the athletes get ready to start. And we were just hanging out. You guys didn't hear this. They just started piping up with questions mm-hmm. because they're 12. I am a lot older than them, and they had a few questions. When you get old, do you cough a lot? No, you don't cough a lot. I cough. I have allergies, so that's why I cough. What are your allergies to? Grass. Oh. Dust mite. Twelve-year-olds who run fast. (laughs) (laughs) My grandma coughs a lot. How old's grandma? 82. And how old do you think I am? 40. (laughs) I'm 34, thank you. Not even 34, I'm still 33. This was after your haircut. Ah. <laughs> so I'm just, I've got a call. That's the girl that kept saying, I don't know who you are, by the way. Ah, she was, she, she, she was, was psyching good. out. Because mm-hmm. the other thing is, when I went down to get on the starting blocks, my back pinched and went, ugh. She went, what's wrong with you? I said, when you turn 30, <laughs> you'll understand. She won't, mate. She's, nah, she's nah, not nah, going to be It hurts to, to move. Uh-huh. And she goes, that's because you're not keeping up with your fitness. She was, she had daggers for me. Yeah. But, so the race. The race. The race that stopped. Just the people that were there. Yeah, like is, 20 people. Is that way. All right, here we go. Seconds away from the first ever. What are we calling this? I don't know, a race. B105, under 12, 100 metres square. We'll work on a better name. And they're off, and they're running. They are running down. He's actually keeping up. Oh, no, he's falling a little bit behind. Run! He's actually doing all right. He's definitely not an embarrassment. Well, that was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. That was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. He is dead. He's down on the ground. That was good. That was not an embarrassment. Well done, guys. No, I love this bit. We're those people that interview them at the end when they can't talk. How was it after four years of training for this moment? 
Did everything go to plan? Was the start, the middle, and the end exactly how you wanted? Are you happy with how you ran? Did you see me in the crowd waving? <laughs> Sally and I did a game plan. Yeah. And you go, well, thank you so much. You did really well. <laughs> can I just, can I be honest though? Is anyone else popping over here? Is anyone else popping? You all right? I'm fine. And, and how do you feel? Do you want to come forward here? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not puffing at all, mate. Where do I come? He came second. Did I come second? Came second. I came second! <laughs> oh, my God! But everyone else did well, too. Give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah. I'm taking that as a win. I do love it when you turned at all the kids and didn't care. And you went, oh, I came second. And there's kids in there that were like 11 and 10 and said, I did pretty well as well. Mm. Look, I was channeling your mum. I should explain that. Yes. you always said that she was on the sidelines screaming like that. Yes. She yeah. always sounded like that. Um, now, I'm not going to lie. I ran that as hard as I possibly yeah, could. You did, yeah. I we wasn't, were impressed. I wasn't there to make the kids feel good. No, I was, that was there to win. Yeah, that was very obvious. So, Jonas, mm. a brilliant athlete. He came first at 13.35. Now, all I, I wanted to beat my record of 13.8. Yeah, that was all you wanted to do. And yeah, I so just, if he's 13.35 and you're second. It was, and I wasn't, I wasn't too far behind him. No, it was close. Yeah. I, I'm, I reckon, mm. I reckon I did it. Okay. You reckon you did I, it? I'm well, feeling... Maddie, <laughs> considering you were 12 and you ran 13.8... I'm at a disadvantage now because I'm fatter and I'm older. I think your results are extraordinary. I think they are too. Because you came second and you got 14.10. That's still amazing. That's still good. Look how many years older you are. You never train. Like, that's brilliant. Come 14.10. Do you want to redo it? God, no. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you. And your team... We were not embarrassed. We were not, and that's that should be our and that's next slogan. That we, all, we all said we we're like yeah. he did better than what we thought. Yes, Can we agree with yes, that? we are not ashamed of you. No, Happy to not be an embarrassment. See the video of me not being an embarrassment mm. uh, on Facebook now. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five trivia turf war, which is. Got us down a rabbit hole yeah. this morning. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a question out saying true or false. Suncorp Stadium was built over cemetery. Now, the answer is true. Just looked it up. It's quite interesting. And yeah. we had a lot of people call up about it. I see. I had no idea the cauldron was on, on top of an old cemetery. Yeah. Dr. Michelle Langley from the Griffith University. Uh, you know more about this? Yeah. So, uh, the, um, site, when the stadium was first built, UQ consulting archaeologists were contrasted to remove any bodies that were under the pylons that need to be driven deep into the ground. Ah. Anything left um, that wasn't going to be disturbed by the structure is still there. Right. So there's, st- there's still it, bodies under yeah. there? Yeah. Well, they're saying that they had like maybe 10,000 bodies. I don't know exactly. And they yes. asked the yes. families if they want to move them. Only 150 did. You know, they, yes. need, to, they need to change the capacity. There's already 10,000 people there. So, what you're saying is that only the ones that would be, um, that would ruin the structure Structure. are the ones that moved. Yeah, so when they were building, you know, such a tall building, they have to put in quite deep foundations Mm. and parts. So, if there was a body there, they would remove them out of the way so they were not disturbed. But those under other parts where they weren't actually going to be disturbed were left. To be fair, though, when I go, if I was buried 
under the greatest football stadium in the country. I, I, I Technically, my soul is at every Brisbane know, Origin great. game yes. for the rest of eternity. But you would have been the one building that had, body that had to be moved. You're right. <laughs> that would be my luck. Mm-hmm. I, I would end up somewhere else. No, no, I want to stay. No, sorry. Man. So the wow. thing in between, it was used like in between the cemetery and that was used as a rubbish tip circus venue and military base. Wow. And then it became yeah. a stadium. That's fascinating. What? So what happens when they move the bodies? Sorry, do you know where they move them to? Uh, so they would have been um, collected up and then reinterred in another cemetery mm. as the family wished. Is there? Is it true that there's a rule? So, for instance, I always think Tawong Cemetery, um, it's a huge, beautiful cemetery, mm, but it's in such a prime real estate. If they ever decided to develop that into housing, I heard that there was a rule of you have to wait until all the... the the dead people in the cemetery have to have no living family that would want to visit them before they could do anything. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but I'm sure that uh, if there was family they're still visiting, they're not going to want their loved ones disturbed. Mm. Imagine that, though, if you're, and you're like, I'm, I need to come in. I know it's origin night, but I just want to pay my respects to my uncle. So yeah. I guess I get to come in for free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll stay for the whole game because yeah. um, we like to watch it Yeah, together. yeah. It's what he would have wanted. Yeah. But no, they, they can't, it's like the one in Sydney. There's one like that overlooks the water. And the the Narrabeen one? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, Bronte, I think uh, it is. Yes, it's got the yes. best view you could possibly imagine. Mm. But I wonder if the laws have changed now. Yeah. Well, if they dug, so if you went to the middle of the field... Right, mm. Michelle, and started mm. digging. So would you go mm. down a couple of metres and, and find a skeleton? Uh, I don't think there's going to be much skeletal material left mm. after such a long period, but you'd have a coloration of the soil where the coffin outline would have been. You might have some buttons, uh, metal parts of clothing, jewellery, and teeth tend to survive Stick the longest. Around. So oh, yeah. bits and pieces. But when you think about it, I don't know if that would be true of Sunco because there's a lot of um, underground work there too after they, because this mm. is before the bypass and before mm. they redid it, like when it was actually Lang Park probably, but now they've raised it and it's all Maybe. concrete underneath. I think, it, yeah. Doctor, if you were get to get like bones, because I imagine in your profession it's very exciting to find bones. Just flick your indicator you, off there, Michelle. Oh, you got your mind. indicator on, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah. Would, would you be able to DNA test the bones? Yes. Still, okay. Yes, so um, it depends how degraded the DNA is, so how well preserved the bones are, but generally we'll go for teeth because they preserve the well, right. the best. Yeah. And you can DNA test those, and you'll see that in human evolution studies. You know, we're getting DNA out of um, bones and teeth that are tens of thousands of years old or more. Wow. At least with mine, you wouldn't have to DNA them. Just like, yep, those yeah, are his there teeth. He is. There he is. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing to think that Paul Gallen's dead soul is inside Suncorp Stadium, but then there's a whole heap of others mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they're like, oh, damn, I'm a New South Wales supporter. Oh, not again. Not Eight again. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to remember when the cemeteries were placed, they were on the outskirts of town. Yeah. Yep. It's just that everybody's spread out now and yep. it's prime real estate now, but it was, you know, well away from everything then. Mm. Wow, unbelievable. Uh, well, Dr. Michelle uh, Langley from Griffith University, mm. thank you for um, calling up and answering some of those questions yeah, for we'll us. Let, we'll let you go finish your turn. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you very much. There you go, Suncorp Stadium. There are dead bodies oh, underneath it. Something, yeah. You want to go now, don't you? Oh, I do. Buy tickets for the first Broncos game. Well, well if, you, if you're their family, you should. They're turning over in their grave. <laughs>
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, we're going to wrap up a wonderful day shared together, though, and reflect. You know when you like to publicly say something, but then you're doing the opposite? Uh, yes. And you're like, damn it, caught myself. Because I'm like, married at first sight, no interest. Don't have any interest in the drama. There's too much drama in real life to follow people pretending to get married when they don't even. But now I'm clicking on every story that has come out about the show before the launch of it. Like, apparently, two people know each other even before going on the show. Oh, which is yeah, wrong, the experts. right? Yeah. Then you click on the story, ends up, they're not paired together. Ah. But what does it matter? But I'm not going to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah like, right. that's like when someone says, I don't even care. Like, the more someone tells you they don't care, man, they care. They really care. I don't care. I just bring it up all the time to tell you I don't care. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. You don't understand how much you like something until you lose it. Mm. Like, I got a new iPhone, and my old one was so old, it didn't have the face ID thing on it. I always had to put my number in it mm. to get in. And I was always like, who cares about face ID? Like, you don't even need it. It is just useless. Then I got a new iPhone where I had face ID, and then yesterday I shaved my head and my beard, and now my phone doesn't recognise me. And it is so inconvenient having to put in <laughs> my pin to open up my phone. Apparently it's his beard. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Because yeah. I reckon a haircut wouldn't, but... It's denying me. Well, it wouldn't recognise your lip shape. <laughs> no, it wouldn't, would it? And that's the thing. I always thought the Face ID was so unnecessary, but now that I don't have it... Mm. I'm like, I want it back. I bet it will take you a year to get around updating it as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Every yeah. time I punch it in, I'm like, I, I must, must do, do that. that. <laughs> I must do that. I must, I must. Thanks, but no thanks. We're all our own people. Sure, I'm not. <laughs> We're all individuals. I'm not. <laughs> we Life all have movie. free will. We all have the ability to make decisions without consulting each other. But that's cute. Maddie, you made a huge decision, and you didn't consult either of us. I like it. And it's still freaking me out. What would have you said? You've been asking him to shave I just ages. would have been prepared. I would have been prepared for what presents itself. Yeah. But it's like, there was Maddie. Beardy, quiffy, dude. You shaved for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> It's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> You're going to spend Why your money. you the only one that did? <laughs> <laughs> I want to do something special for you, baby. You got the day off. You didn't get to hang out. You did say it's a, a Netflix and chill day. It's raining right? outside. Nothing else to do. Welcome to your shaving haven, Stan. <laughs> I don't call that. Okay, can I start again? Because I've got a whole another one now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up so I can get to my shaving haven. Thanks for nothing. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, that's the podcast, guys. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Stab Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt on B105.